I hope you cut these these moments. Yeah, I do. That's good. But, 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 however, however, hey, we just ate lunch, so, hey guys, we'll probably be hey, getting the itis. Hey guys, yeah, we ate a pretty, uh, well, no, not too, I don't know why it took so long, that, that took like an hour longer than it should have, that because lunch. Isaac uh, turned off the waitress and she served yeah, us slowly, yeah, I turned off the waitress, uh, turned off the waitress, she came over to take our drinks and... I think you asked what they had beer wise. Yes. And she made some recommendations and then Dan It's a great beer, uh 21st Amendment watermelon wheat. Yeah. And Isaac asked what was better. I'm trying to remember the sequence of events. And she indicated she didn't really care for the uh the watermelon. She made sure to throw in that everybody at her restaurant thought it was their favorite beer. Yeah. Except besides her. Because she liked what what was the word she used? Very she, intense. Aggressive. Aggressive. She liked she aggressive, liked aggressive yeah. beers. Yes. Not men, beers. Well, that was the implication. Mm. Yeah. And I like aggressive. Dan beers. and I immediately eliminated ourselves from interest <laughs> by getting the bitch drink. Yeah. The watermelon. The watermelon wheat. wheat. <laughs> Which sounds very effeminate. And then Isaac went with a Bloody Mary, which kept her interest Yeah, all the way through the food. And then when you had he, your second drink order. Decided to join us. That's when. I got the watermelon. You got paused. Wheat, and she just immediately just unplugged. Yeah. I don't think she made eye contact with you after yeah, that. After order. one, have, she just was like. Yeah. Not interested. She wasn't having it. Yeah. So, men, <laughs> if you want to fuck your waitresses, Bloody Marys all the way. Get a scotch. Just figure out which. Yeah. Get a scotch. <laughs> it's yeah. brown and and you ordered it. You That's ordered a callback to an episode that might not have even yeah. happened yet. I love the mixed chronology of our episodes. <laughs> Who knows when that'll air? I I can't think of any uh, any order these might go. In. <laughs> uh, I wanted to do a little housekeeping if. I may of the podcast. We had uh, some reviews written all in a row. Thank oh, you, yeah. reviewers. Ooh. Thank you, reviewers. Who gave us nice five-star reviews on iTunes. You're certainly not uh, f- obligated to give us five stars, but it is nice to have reviews on there. And one I wanted to point out that I liked was, this podcast was originally something I hate listened to, <laughs> but as the show has grown, I feel like I've grown as a person as well. Always entertaining and always thought-provoking. That's from Shady Lady 1989. Wow. wow. You know what it was, but I think we really turned the corner is the relationships episode. Everybody, after that episode, people were like, you know what? You're not so bad. The the moving in one? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, interesting. That's the the one that Heather was on last time. Yeah. Huh? And Shady Lady 1989, thank you. Yeah. I don't know why I'm, it's not my podcast, but thank you for listening to their podcast. Oh, you're on here a lot. Dan. I am. I'm like a frequent, I'm friend of the show. I think I've achieved friend, friend of the, of the show. show. Definitely. F O S. Yeah. Thank you, Shady Lady 1989. Yeah. I have no you. idea who that is. Shady and then lady. some other people also wrote reviews. That was very kind. Uh, and then we recently did an episode where a man called in and complained about Heather Maruli, a repeated <laughs> guest, for. It's not just a man. F- yeah, for. It's Kevin. Kevin. Not Kevin. Dave, Dave of, Kentucky. of Kentucky. Sorry, I was mixing up Kevin and. Who was Dave, Dave? The guy on the Kentucky. podcast. Did he was he the guy who, who the original complainer? Yes, Dave yeah. of Kentucky. We had him. We had him call in, and he complained about Heather, and uh, subsequently Heather doxed him. <laughs> <laughs> she, she figured out who he was immediately. So what? Uh, how? Okay, so start from. Tell this whole story. Which as, story? As I mean, it just we know basically. So listen to the episode if you want to. You can hear him. But after that, I... Uh, An episode came out where a man named Dave of Kentucky, yes. like Tom of Finland... Right, Dave of Kentucky. Dave of Kentucky <laughs> uh, is one of the most friendly people you could ever listen to on the radio. He's a very nice man. Yeah. But he criticized Heather quite extensively. And I will say that he is not alone... 
in did, his critique. Do you have? Did you get feedback from this episode? Not as well? from that episode, mm. but from prior episodes with Heather, I have gotten heavy feedback uh, in the same direction as Dave of Kentucky. So he's not alone in there. So I don't want to leave him on an island to make him seem. Crazy. No, I've I've gotten nasty messages yeah. from certain. Certain so, people as okay, well. so we did an episode of which he heavily critiqued Heather. That was one of the last episodes that came out. And yeah. then what happened? And then uh, I was posting about it on social media and it got a lot of comments and a lot of people chiming in. And then somebody who what knows. What was the general consensus? Um, it wasn't really. Mostly on, on Facebook, it was just amusement that we did such a thing that we just dedicated all this time to having someone yeah there was no real ideological thing on the the facebook i was no it there wasn't a real divide there uh somebody who knows who dave of kentucky is figured out who it was and was like oh if this is who i think it is this is going to be great Mm -hmm. and so heather went on that person's facebook page and identified who dave was immediately so she's shared his pictures with her friends and she is she is very aware of who Dave of Kentucky is. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure Dave of Kentucky has been a special guest star on many female comedian only <laughs> Facebook chat groups at this point. Yeah, at this point, Dave is public enemy number one. So I love you, Dave. I also got a lot of feedback from other people that listen to the episode, and I just wanted to share that to clear the record. If you have feedback yourself, of course, email it to us. But uh, one female listener said, Dave is the narcissist. Oh. That the, the person that... Is this your sister? No. This is not, this is not <laughs> my sister. My sister doesn't listen. She doesn't like <laughs> A listener who only wanted to be referred to as Mr. E said, for the record, I like all of your guests. So, oh, thanks, Mr. Thanks, e. Mr. E. And then uh, this is your friend, Reggie, Reginald. Reggie, yes. Yeah, Reggie. Reggie, Reggie wrote. He's not in. my. Fr- I mean, Reggie is my friend. I don't want to say Reggie's not my friend, but he he's a fan. I mean, we only know each other through through him listening to the podcast. Oh, okay. I, I don't know him otherwise. He he wrote in and said. Uh, usually, he communicates to you. This time, he sent to the yeah. general email. He yeah. said, "Just heard the most recent episode. I think Dave's criticism of Heather was excessive and mostly off the mark. Ooh, I've Reggie. enjoyed." Every episode Heather's been on, and I think she's very insightful and interesting. She's unique. I find her strong-willed personality to be refreshing. Could you say she has some flaws? Yes, but who doesn't? People's unique strengths, weaknesses, and tics make them who they are. This Good doesn't point. excuse them from doing self-improvement, however. I think any person who's creative eventually realizes it's a lot easier to critique something than to actually fucking do it. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. his fucking point. Yeah, nice. Dave could say Heather's stand-up sucks, but tank miserably if he were to do an open mic. And he probably would, because he's not a comic. That's not... I view people as works in progress. I also I don't agree that you can't critique something just because you Agreed. don't do it. That's a fraudulent idea. Uh, I view people's works in progress. So even if I were to watch a clip of Heather's stand-up and find it unfunny, I'm aware that she can improve and knock it out of the park a year from now. Just sending this email because I found it disturbing that Dave spent 30-plus minutes railing on Heather. Also, wow. the audio quality of Dave's call was somewhat shoddy. Uh, well, that's, that's not Dave's true. fault. That's not Dave's fault. Um, and look, if a guest is shitty, listeners have a right to call you guys on it. I, I even think Isaac was right when he said Heather has to be conscious that she can improve as a comedian and public personality and not just kick her feet up and think she's won. I just think Dave, who seems like a good guy, could have narrowed his criticisms down to only a few minutes as opposed to the bulk of the episode. Mm. That was more our fault than anything else. <laughs> 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 All right, that's enough. And then he had some suggestions. Uh, he just wrote a very praiseful e- uh, paragraph about the podcast, which nice. I feel awkward reading. So I won't. Aww. Well, that yeah. was great. That I was great. Thank where, you for the criticism. Where did this get sent to? Our podcast email. Yeah. You want the login? No. Okay. God, I gotta watch the. I gotta listen to this Heather Maroli episode. I really. It's didn't. an ongoing drama. I well, I've heard the original. I just haven't heard your last episode. I haven't heard Dave. Uh, Dave really, I've heard of him, but Dave I really rails on her. I mean, I I don't know. I kinda... she thinks that Dave, if he met her, would be very attracted to her. Oh, this all feels like this, this all feels like if Dave flies out, like him and Heather are gonna hook up. That's yeah, how it feels well, like to maybe me. Maybe that's what yeah. should happen. Here. Yeah, that would <laughs> that would really be the bow on this. <laughs> it really would on it would this be little amazing present. If they got married, yeah. So it 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 continues to develop. Yeah. 
So listen well, to she has a recent episode up. So I'll link it in the thing where she addresses. Was Heather Dave really briefly. like kicking her feet up? Hi Heather, you're probably listening. Yeah, yes, you're great. I is. think you're great. That you, I can guarantee. She, <laughs> she's, but I don't think Heather. I don't think that that's a fair criticism. I know her. She's not kicking her feet up no. and like resting on her laurels. She's no, trying to get I, better I like every other. No, community. I'm not saying she's kicking her. I hope he, I'm not. He saying misconstrued that. what no. you said a little bit. What yeah. you said was she needs to get better. But no, yeah, I'm not saying she doesn't know. Yeah, Heather's, she Heather's out in the grind better. all the time. No, no, she works I'm really not hard. No, the, the the problem is is that Heather has a tone that is just going over the heads of people like Dave and Isaac a little bit because they think that she doesn't know what she's doing. Right. She has know. a persona, and they think they're like, oh, we're laughing at her because she's silly and she doesn't know that she's being laughed at, but she does. I mean, it's right. It's part of the comedic. That's what we do as comedians. I mean, we're not like a lot of comedians aren't all like Anthony Jeselnik where he's he, he, you're not laughing at him. Like yeah. a lot of times we we just want laughter. Well, we don't I mean, care why the, it's my happening. favorite comedians are the people like Will Ferrell is somebody you always laugh at. Right. You're not yeah. laughing with Will Ferrell ever. Yeah. I just can't tell all the time if Heather is 100 percent aware that every time I see you press the thing, I think you're going to do a sound. No, so I, I was stopped just talking. Uh, I was just bringing up the. Um, uh, the I, I just always can't tell how aware Heather is, and I think in order to get better, Heather has to let you know that she knows. You know, just like Will Ferrell, like you know, you you realize it's okay to laugh at Will Ferrell because you realize that he's in on the joke, even though he's playing the character. Right, he's playing a ridiculous character. It's Chris Farley, right? You're always laughing at Chris Farley. You're never laughing with him. But you know that it's okay because Chris Farley is lets you know that. Is it a signal failure that you're saying? Yeah, maybe. I mean, because you can't always tell. You can't tell if Heather is playing somebody, you know? Like you play Roy Rogers. What's his name? R.J. Roy. R.J. Roy. I I don't play R.J. Roy at all. He's a completely different person. Yeah, right. Exactly. So he's a completely different person than you. Whereas Heather character and Heather true, it's like, how do you know? It's I can't tell if we're laughing at her or with her. And I think she just needs to develop that. That almost sounds like that criticism in a vacuum almost sounds like she's doing a great job. Because if you can't separate where the comedian and the character are, uh, then... You know, I don't know specifically what. I just don't think it's an. If that was intentional, sure. Then awesome. If you're talking about Andy Kaufman, right? Where that's intentional, right? Fine. Well, but there's I, a little with Heather. I can't tell if that's intentional or if she just hasn't developed fully her act all the way. I think Charles and I would probably say that it's intentional. Yeah, right? yeah. I think I don't, there's no question about. Yeah, I don't think so I mean, at all. And I mean, you know Heather way better than I do. We're more acquaintances, like comedy buddies. But I think that that's obvious to me. That yeah, she's but you've seen her character. on stage and you've seen her. Yeah, right. No, no. And I know I've like never seen Heather on stage, so yeah. I can't. It's hard for me. To I can't believe we've it. dedicated this much time to, 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 to Heather. Heather. She's loving if, it. If, I'm sure she's loving. I'll tell you something. She could be all the pain we've probably caused Heather. We've caused her more pleasure by talking about her this much. Yeah. No, she's she's thrilled. Yeah. Some of our listeners aren't. But anyway, that was the feedback. And I got to say, she seems to be the thing that of all the controversy uh, that we've generated and Isaac going on Nazi podcasts. You have a literal Nazis. You have a clip about a Jew lawyer and somehow Heather's the most controversial thing that you've ever had. People love that clip. That's what's so funny. (laughs) We always get compliments about that stupid sound clip. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's thrilled by it. But on the topic of... Angry, angry re- e- reader responses. Okay, so for Vandal Press, which is my project that is going very slowly now because I have this very intense job, but still alive, uh, we have been publishing a lot of... We were talking earlier about how I'm good at getting into this audience of sweaty, angry men, <laughs> and we do a lot of sweaty, angry male publishing, and we were... Approached on Twitter by this guy who had a really cool website of very strange poetry. Mm -hmm. And I read a lot of poetry, you know, in vetting for Vandal Press, and it's almost all completely unreadable. In general, I don't like reading poetry at all. But this guy's poetry actually really had something. It was very angry and very crazy and really weird. But you know, like, I was like, wow, I actually don't hate this. Um, You know, I didn't love it. It wasn't like, 
incredible or life-changing, but it was like, all right, we can, we can deal with publishing this. So I approached him on Twitter and he was like, yeah, absolutely. He's kind of in this weird, delicious tacos e world on Twitter. And so uh, he immediately sent me a bunch of poems and started emailing me all the time. Yeah. Like all like, have you published it yet? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Constant fucking emails, like really in my face. By the way, side note, Delicious Tacos turned me on to my new favorite Twitter account, which is called Japanese Adult Video Titles. Oh yeah, Jab Titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's the great. It is one of the best follows <laughs> on Twitter because it's just English translations of Japanese adult video titles, and they're so weird. They are so good. And it's it, you're just reading news in your Twitter feed and other bullshit, and all of a sudden we it's like the dentist comes in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, we got to read some Jab Titles. Oh, that's Hold on. Great. This invisible juicy ghost is feeding my sperm to my girlfriend Yuri Asada. <laughs> A sticky, stinky girl in glasses who wants to lick but can't. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a uh, Cards Against Humanity answer. <laughs> Sitting on dad's lap, incest happening. <laughs> Sort of superfluous, like a cut off the first half of that title. Overprotective MILF's devoted care. (laughs) I caught this shoplifter and she turned out to be the mother of my childhood friend who used to always bully me. (laughs) The human urinal. (laughs) Okay. Embarrassing poses. See both holes. See shit coming out. Azumi Asado. (laughs) <laughs> it's good that we got that specificity Whose <laughs> holes Trans- Transformation ward anus department uh, Two Shiho Igami I'm glad that got a sequel She's spreading her pussy lips too far Full dildo immersion Masturbation crazy O2 dirty talk from way up close God there's nothing hotter than a girl Immerses a dildo <laughs> Ultimate body tits butt of Ann Mizuki. <laughs> tits butts or tits all right, butt. We could do this all day, but it is, it is <laughs> a great feed. It, when it shows up, in my, it's so, oh, it's so great to just see it roll up in my Twitter <laughs> feed. Follow it right now. Yeah. It's dangerous because you can't like or retweet without people <laughs> thinking you're a creepy pervert. No, Taco, look, Tacos is a genius. He's annoying me deeply recently, so I don't want to talk about him, but um, nothing. He's fine, but... Uh, Anyway, so uh, this guy, Atticus Davis, very decent poet, but with nothing to speak of in terms of internet presence, he's clearly got some issues. He's constantly deleting Twitter accounts and then starting a new Twitter account like the next day. I, yeah. I don't. He's got a whole drama going on in his own mind. Anyway, so we had a good relationship. We published his stuff. He wrote me lavish praise emails being like, thank you so much. I'm so happy he tweeted, thank you so much. Like, I'm so proud. I thank you to everybody, blah, 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 blah. So I wasn't all that responsive to this guy. I mean, you know, I have a bunch of people emailing me about this. And I was kind of like, all right, you know, yeah, you're just another one of the guys. And frankly... His work was by far our least read and least engaged with work we've ever published. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. got something like 80 hits or something on his article. Even judged against other poetry? Pretty, anyway, no, even judging against other, we don't publish a lot of poetry, but, you know, we basically made an exception for him because it was like, all right, you, you clearly have some talent, et cetera, you know? And so, but he didn't bring anybody in. He has no audience at all. No, he well, didn't. What, he, what poet has an audience? I don't mean exactly, to cut you no, off. It's just exactly. it seems. I would Rumi say more Carr, to the who's like the worst poet ever. But yeah. uh, oh god, yeah. So anyway, time. Nothing happens. You know, I don't know. Something must have happened with him. Out of fucking nowhere, he's like all impressed that we're rep- representing delicious tacos, etc. He sends me a bunch of emails. He's constantly fucking emailing me, and uh, I don't know where I get this email. Like I and like a while before I'd said, what did I? Yeah, I said, hey, hey, buddy, we're representing somebody. I said, yeah, we're representing delicious tacos, basically. You said, hey, buddy. I said, hey, buddy. Yeah, I said, hey, buddy. Is that bad? Maybe. Anyway, so he goes, Isaac. Glad. This is the beginning of a two-day-long diatribe that he goes on. Isaac, glad to hear back from you. Refrain from calling me buddy. Absolutely. I don't fuck with people who call me bud, buddy, chief, pal, or any type of top-down male-to-male pet name. What's your page limit for full lengths? I've read some of your poetry on Fluland. 
I hated it. <laughs> I'm starting to get the impression that you and Spencer aren't not. Hey, this is a typo. The types who suppress artists who would be potentially perceived as superior in strength and talent, like most other editors who are kind of dot, 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 which is like insane because I like sought this guy out and published his poetry that has had zero platform ever. No, your oh, goal was to yeah, was suppress him. To suppress I've him. been trying to suppress him. Yeah. This next paragraph gets real E.E. E. Cummings with the spelling. What I'm getting at here is that you need spelled N33D. Fleet. Mm, Me and so and spelled N-D. Delicious. Capital Speaking D. Talking about tacos. More than we need you to the point. I that I have no interest in Vandal now outside of the potential having a full knife full length at white hot breeder reader produced. And even that I'm losing interest in because it's would still have editors involved so going fully independent is no longer about making money though I would make all of it. Oh yes, it's uh, about the having the, the most fun control and looking shitty as an artist by association. Borderline pissed I didn't read your shit earlier because now I paid $5 a month to be part of Medium. I'm the reason I'm the reason I don't fuck with editors. I'm the reason I don't fuck with editors. If you know what I mean, money, 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 money. Yeah. And then I don't respond. Uh then he gets into this insane Twitter rant that I won't even go into or of course he's making like physical threats and stuff like this. I saw some of that. Keep in mind the thing that he's talking about reading, he says, I've read some of your poetry on Fluland. Fluland was this really cool, but also totally out of control, semi-frog Twittery kind of Sam is dot inappropriate mail writing kind of platform that was out there for a little while. You know, it has a small following. From our poetry book, we have two of my poems and one of Spencer's poems published on there. We're talking about maybe 10 total lines of writing yeah. and the poems are fine. You know, they're, they're not the best, but they're fine. And so that's what he's referring to here. That's what's setting him off onto this whole thing is reading two What poems, two poems. from your book were they? Your book. Then uh, these were also what's not your book called? final versions. I don't want, which I wrote the introduction for. Yeah. Oh, it was really good. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I'll give you one before you go, Dan. Okay, but oh, thank you. Um, he, it's the one about the the ones of mine are on there. As one is about the homeless people piss. Yep, I remember that one. And one is I criticize it in the introduction. Oh, and one is about the other one. I think is literally like three lines or something. Leave, leave it to Charles in the introduction yeah. to be like this one poem not so great, but yeah, enjoy the rest of the book. No, no, that's that's, that's the point of the intro. That, oh yeah. yeah, Isaac uh, asked me to write a poem. Uh, oh okay, <laughs> he shits on all. Oh the great. Anyway, so you know. It's great. I mean, the, can I the, take a moment though to just address that? Like, I well, so I graduated with a literature degree, and I focused a lot on poetry because my mentor was a poet. She taught me like creative writing, and uh, although I never pursued it and wasn't really interested in, other than academic version. It's a lie, Dan. I've heard you do limericks on stage. Ah, uh, oh, I do a couple of limericks for you in an Irish, <laughs> in an Irish accent. You found a way to get me to do it on your fucking <laughs> podcast, uh, but. Like Atticus, uh, you use a lot of dollar signs. Uh, nobody's made, maybe Rumi, <laughs> but like no one's made money with poetry since like Lord Byron. So <laughs> yeah. I think uh, it's 200 years. Yeah, it's probably not a great idea to expect yeah, money exactly. in any way for poetry. Well, and what what, what is he? It's like. I don't know. It's just really funny. And then it, well, then he goes on this whole diatribe on Twitter where he starts attacking delicious yeah, tacos. Yeah, that, that's too. where I saw it. Wait, he starts being like, I hate your writing, dude. But just so you know, these Vandal guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it made me worried. I honestly wrote him, an e I wrote him a very long email later that I can read you guys if you really want to hear it. Just being like, dude, like... Not mean at all. Just yeah. being like, you know, whatever you're going through, you know, get through it and just try and focus on your writing, man. Because like it, he's a good writer. Do but you think it's, it's shtick? Do you think he's just being? No. Dude. I mean, if he doesn't have an audience, it's hard to do. He shtick has no for audience. Right. He has no audience. He has literally four Twitter followers. Where just does he being, live? You know, I have no idea. Hmm. I hopefully not anywhere around here. 
Well, that's what worried me, man. I was like, dude, this is like the kind of shit that is like the precursors to some sort of horrible incident. You know, this guy gets some sort of fixation in his mind. You know, he started, I don't know, saying creepy shit on the on Twitter and... I don't know. I, I wasn't like quite sure to make of it. So I wrote him an all long email just being like, dude, you know, you're a good writer. You know, I, you're clearly going through something right now. Uh, and when you get through that, just don't get so mad at everybody. Don't self-sabotage yourself. Try and work on your craft instead of being angry at the world. Right. How, how, do you know how old he is? I know nothing about him, mm. nor do I want to know anything about him. Good plan. So, this all deteriorated because he read a poem of yours and, call, and you called him buddy? That's it? Yeah, I suppose. That's what do you? What's your take on this, Charles? What do you think is happening here? Well, it sounds like shtick, but... What do you mean shtick? It sounds like he's being like just crazy and trolly as part of his artistic persona. Right. It has that air Yeah, of he's like read a bunch of Bukowski and wants to be a badass. Does Delicious yeah. Tacos, yeah. I'm not familiar with him, does he Does he attract that kind of those kind of people? Yes, yes. very okay. much. I mean, he, this is all these kind I mean, of frog Twitter alt-righty type mm. people who really think they are very very intelligent and sure. smart and he's definitely one of these people except a lot of those guys actually really are really smart and intelligent and great at memes and stuff whereas this guy has no audience he has nothing to speak of and tacos isn't particularly political in that way no I mean, no 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 he used to be maybe more but not anymore uh so that's what it sounds like. It sounds like there's some... Tro- He's acting something there, out. I mean, there's a heavy element in trolling and so much online interaction anymore that anytime somebody's like being that crazy in, in, in a self-destructive way like that. Yeah. Especially after there's such a big switch. I mean, I mean, maybe he really did read your poetry and hate it. I, I can maybe understand that. <laughs> certainly, you, man. certainly Spencer's poetry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you you can't say that after reading I'm two five line poems. No, man. I'm I, that's what I yeah, mean. I mean, you know, so, like, wait, yeah, it's one thing if you read. I'm not all actually of, shitting on your poetry. I'm just no. I mean, look, humor. the poetry is the fucking poetry. It's for fun. It's good. It's like a good exercise. It feels good to write. Right. Poetry you is know, only ever going to be for right. fun. It's that's exactly. <laughs> Nobody's going like, to ever buy it. Else, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. I mean, you know, and he had, you know, some of his poems were good. It's not, again, it's not like every poem he wrote was incredible. A lot of them were totally stupid. Yeah. But I saw something there. You know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, it could be the, it could be shtick. I'm all, I always smell shtick, maybe sometimes too much. It could be that he had higher hopes for the reaction that it would get yeah. than, yeah. than it eventually ended up I getting. I think that's what it was. And that's somehow your fault because right. you're conspiring yeah. right, to, right. to now stop that. Because I've, it couldn't be yes. the reality of poetry in America. It has to Dan be some going very hard from, on poetry. Listen, yeah. it's just so absurd. <laughs> it's, to me, that's as if like you're like, yeah, there was this guy building a horse and buggy and we supplied him with the nails and now he's blaming yeah. us that nobody wants to ride around in it. Like, that is, what that the fuck? Like, it's cr- the whole premise is crazy to me that he'd get this yeah. upset about it. And it's making me upset now. No, it, it was this was actually somewhat upsetting to me. This was I was I was upset about this for a lot of reasons. I mean, yeah, it's just so nonsensical. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just so deeply antisocial and kind of like a terrifying way. You know, it's just so deeply anti-cooperative. You know, that it kind of freaked me out. Yeah, it, I mean, but it's hard to. People have such crazy ideas about who is stopping them from being successful. Right. Yeah, There's always yeah, these yeah, grand yeah. conspiracies that oh, people put together to explain why their life isn't going great. And right. Susie's just like, well, I'm just not that talented. Right. Yeah. It's, We've uh, all done that thing. ourselves. I was going to say, I do it too. Ask any comedian. Yeah. They have a reason for why they're not on TV. And it's it, it's usually it's never, partially yeah. their fault because we're a little more self-aware, but they'll always let some other external factor that doesn't matter creep Well, in. and there probably is truth to some of those external factors, but it's like... You know, I don't know. This guy, I don't understand where this dude's expectation comes from because like you're saying, there is no famous poets. Right. You know, there's certainly not the ones that he's trying to be like. So he just, the level of delusion that he must be experiencing to think that something is my fault or to think that we weren't really trying to help him is pretty fucking crazy. 
You know, I mean, it's scary. It's a scary level of delusion. I it's think like Charles you is must de- be a nutcase. I think Charles is dead on though. It, it's just that failure is very hard for people to digest. Failure on your own merits is one of the hardest things that you can go through, and I think it's very easy for people to blame someone else. Yeah, or it's that my poetry is so offensively yeah. bad that, that it just drives people to insane. It drives them insane. I mean, then, it would then, then it would be good. It would be different <laughs> if like he'd been sending you stuff for a, lo- a long time and it wasn't taking off and it was never getting anywhere and he really took issue with what you were doing like he's like listen i've entrusted you with all my poetry and nothing is happening and it's oh, not being yeah, positioned no well. never, never so in that case it would be like oh okay you kind of see where he's coming from but it's how many poems of his did you run like eight <laughs> So, you know, and, and it was after a long, you know, it it took me a very long time to publish them because I was just so busy. But the other, the other thing you have to remember, Isaac, is that you're never going to be, people are, anytime you work with people, people are going to hate you for illogical reasons. But that was just, of course I get that. And it's just, this was like, I've been trolled in so many different kind of ways at this point. I've been, you know, gotten mad at in so many different kinds of ways for online writing or online anything. This was a this was a new way. You know, this was a I had never experienced somebody who I had gone out of my way to try to help out. Right. Turn on me like that, and it was just so to somehow get in your head that I'm harming you when i'm actually helping you and what did you learn from this experience i don't know what did i mm-hmm. i don't even never I help no anyone <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just never help anybody yeah just uh, don't ever try to promote anyone else's creativity work. i yeah. know I mean, although maybe, good news for anyone submitting to vandal press just be polite yeah, and you're already a psycho you're already ahead of the curve right any other poetry right. coming down the pipeline? I guarantee like I'd meet this guy in real life and he'd probably be the most normal like he you'd probably meet him and you would never know that he's got this insane mental life going on. What's that know? road rage thing? Right? I think yeah. that that happens way more than you'd think. Some of these like real like vitriolic trolls that you see yeah. online, I bet you they're like accounts receivable clerks and they lead very <laughs> boring lives and it's they yeah. get it out on the internet. They get yeah, this they like this awful character. part of personality. Yeah. Right. Or either that or he's like 18 and just like an angry 18-year-old guy. But he had this cool website. I mean, he really did. His website was actually very creative. I mean, it was totally inaccessible to anybody. Uh, But it was was actually creative, and he's got a good voice. He does spell and just N-D, though, which... Hmm. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Was that not a typo? Does he normally do that? No, he does that that all the time. Does that in his poetry. Who knows? I mean, people on the internet get mad at stuff for no reason whatsoever. So yeah. I, I do think that that comparison of road rage to internet comment, hate, or people yeah, flipping or similar. out. People just become animals. Yeah, it's it removes their personality in some ways. They don't feel any of the... Oh, yeah. I love <laughs> Spe- trolling. Speaking of... I love trolling. I'm a pre- Look, I'm a well-educated guy. Um, uh, I'd like to think of myself as a nice person. Pretty relatively normal. I'm a comedian, so I'm like kind of fucked up. But like, holy shit, I don't make it like a point. I don't like set aside time for my day. But I've been, I've had accounts banned from multiple subreddits from going at people. Yeah. I love it. There's nothing more fun than making someone look like an idiot. And if it's anonymous, see, normally I wouldn't do it because I believe in that idea of like, if you wrestle with a pig, the pig loves it and you both end up covered in mud. Like You never come out looking good. But if it's an anonymous scenario, I can like rhetorically destroy someone. And there's like, there is some fun. I see the fun in that. And I can totally see where, it's not really what motivates me, but I can totally see where if you are like a, like Bartleby the Scrivener type of guy, just a beaten down office nobody or like whatever, whatever in your life is happening that has completely disempowered you. I think this is why cuck is a big word for these people because it's like this idea that like your life is being taken, all of your, everything that should be your birthright or whatever has been taken from you by someone else who's complaining other people. How do you reclaim some of that sense of power? Oh, they they do this all the time. These trolls. I'm occupying your head rent free is something that they say, and it's like but that's, that's what their, you're doing also. That's right? their right because I totally I don't go out and do it. The thing is, what I'll do is I'll be reading a political thing, and some right wing person will be trying to troll, and I'll 
aggressively counter troll them. That's what mm. I like doing. But it's no, I'm under no illusion that I'm just as bad as they are. The only difference is I'm doing it as of like a rhetorical fun. I don't think that I leave so this those is on exchanges. Reddit almost entirely. Mostly, yeah. Which subreddit? So I, I probably have argued with that you on there. Probably what, no. Which, you're not. An, you're not awful. You're not awful enough for me to fuck with. Uh, usually the pilot, like I'm, well, I'm banned from the politics subreddit. Really? From yeah. Politics, because which is pretty lefty. You can't call because they conflate calling people trolls with personal attacks. So you get. I don't want to get, this is a not very interesting, <laughs> but the trolls will bait you into calling them trolls so they can oh, report I you see. and get you banned. So I'm banned Jeez. for that reason. But I've monitored both of your Reddit interactions. Every once in a while, I'll do a little search oh, yeah? and see really? what you're both up to. It's wow. fun knowing who's on the other side of it. I Wait, you know my one. handle? That I, told you I know my some handle? of your handles. Okay. I figured it out. Yeah. I, I had a good one the other day where there was a, um, there's a subreddit called I think Ask a Liberal or Ask a Leftist or something. Okay, and it's actually quite a live, quite a lively subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> and, Cocktail party uh, on the internet. Somebody asked them. Somebody prompted them the question: How would you describe the? It's not the alt right, the new right. Mm-hmm. I think it's the new right okay. now, which is a new word. Yeah, and uh, that and this person, is different than the alt right. Yes, it's different than the alt-right. Who's in the yeah. new right? Well, you'll have to ask a liberal. So okay. anyway, so on, <laughs> on this guy who posted it had one of my articles. How the fuck did they find me? It's actually fucking weird. Now I'm realizing how did, um, that's actually kind of fucking weird that they found me. Anyway, found no, you? no. So They found uh, your article? One of these guys had a fucking, oh, he must have like, I don't know. But he uh, he had my article, an article I had written a while ago on Medium called uh, like that's uh, the title is um, uh, Dear Liberals, uh, you have to admit that the right is more than uh, Nazis and neocons. Okay. Uh, which was just me trying to say, like, it's, there are right-wing people who aren't just That's one fair. or the other of those two things. Sure. And he had that, like, on his profile as, like, the most important article that you had to read, mm-hmm. which was awesome. But uh, I got, they started asking me all these questions on this subreddit. Yeah. And I, like, was called in to answer all these questions, which was kind of fun. And I like debate with. Became like an impromptu. Ask me anything. Angry leftist. Yeah, yeah. I'm so fucking. Did you plug the podcast? (laughs) No, I. God damn it! Yeah, I know. Fucking branding. But I did plug the podcast at the Vexit thing the other day, so it was hilarious. So right before I went up, I was like, "You okay? One thing I didn't tell you: when you intro me, you have to. There was like 200 people there. Nice. And she was. I was. She. I was like, "You have to plug my podcast." Not a huge fan. She was like, "Okay." She, she fuck up the way. Yeah. yeah. They so we got do. up there and she was like, oh, and Isaac Simpson, he's also the host of the podcast. What's your podcast called again? And I was like, not a huge fan. She says, not a huge threat. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, no. <laughs> hey, not a huge threat. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> and I said, no, not a huge fan. So maybe we got some new. So, hey, you got any, uh, you got any weed smoking homeless secessionists yeah, coming right. in now? That's right. that, That's happened to me too, where I've been like, you know what? I'm going to, there's a big enough crowd here. I'm going to have them mention the podcast. And they're always like, not big fans. Oh, uh, God. I got, I have, I, I, the hosts in general are just bad with names. The, the most hosts, not Charles Disney, he's a great host, I but great host. most hosts. I would say well, no, 50-50. Don't even bother to learn the names of the things they're supposed to announce. Oh, My yeah. last name is D-apostrophe A-P-R-I-L-E, as the listeners will know from reading it. But hosts, if they don't ask, I already know it's like nine times out of ten going to be a shit show. I did a show recently where the guy was like, our next comic, man, he's so funny, but I can't even attempt his name. Please give him a hand. <laughs> and it was just this like confused, like, is this a bit applause from the audience? I had to dig myself out of that hole. Hosts are... Awful. Like, how hard is it is to just ask and retain a little bit of information? Dan yeah. Rapriel. Yeah. Is Don, on the show. Dan Drapriel. Dan Drapriel. Don Drapriel. There you go. Dan Much Dan better than... Stop invoking my Jezebel uh, article. There, there's a, there is a podcast called Not a Fan. Yeah. Which yeah. Uh, I feel bad for because they come up in our search results. Mm. When people... No, wait. We come up in their search results. Yeah, it's whoever's the most popular one. Ours is more popular. 
<laughs> what a shallow victory that is. <laughs> so what? Uh, tell everybody what Reddit threads you guys haunt. So the subreddit. So they can dox in? me the way you have, so they can figure out my handle. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I, fans can go there and. I honestly have like really as part of a uh, attempt to improve my life. Uh, I've really stopped. Yeah, honestly, man, I'm so like even at the Vexit thing the other night and arguing with these people on Reddit when they I got asked, I was so fucking rusty. No, because I just don't do this shit anymore. So it's like you get out of practice and it's not it's not good. Yeah. Also, I got uh, uh, the thing is, is I engage with a lot of like trolls and they're very, very motivated to destroy you if you make them look bad. Yeah. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. I'm a stand-up comedian. I've been a writer for 20 years. I'm very good at making people look dumb. And so I like to fuck with these trolls, but everyone, like, I have people who DM me to this day over arguments that happened months ago. Hey, you know, I can't even say the shit they say, you know, like, hey, fag, you know, so it's like, that's how it opens, yeah. you know, and it's just like, hey, and, fag, let's have some dialogue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and it's interchange like, hey, of ideas, check queer. out this new article and that I just think, came out. I think that they're used to people being like, oh, there's no place for that. Man, I grew up in an Italian family in Philly. If you want to go at it, I roll up my sleeves and I'm like, welcome back, virgin, you yeah. know, and I just, I hit him back exactly. Also, there's a tip. 50% chance the troll you're inter- interacting with is a virgin. So if you just call them a virgin, it doesn't affect you if you're not. And right. People have called me a virgin online before. Who cares? I'm not. But if they are, they will become obsessed with you like you're their mortal enemy because you've pointed out their greatest weakness. Right. So right. it's it's a very nice, there's a tip for anyone that gets a troll on you. Just call them a virgin and walk away. You'll be in their head all day. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the right wing people are probably more likely to be virgins than the left wing ones. It's because the left wing ones are disgusting. Because we, we have all the hoes. Yeah, yeah, the societal the societal side. decline. Societal. Is that something you actually believe? Do you believe that the left is propagating societal decline? Well, I think the left fucking... always propagates societal decline. That is what the left is. The left is chaos, and the right is order. And those two things need to play in constant battle to create a good society because you need to move forward, which is what you need the left for, but you also need to not descend into a San Francisco-style morass of disgusting shit. And so that's what you need the right for. Is San Francisco's current Have you problem? you been there recently? No, not in a few years. Oof. It's bad? It's real bad. You know, you go to the, it's really sad. You know, you go to all these great coffee shops in the Mission that basically started third wave coffee. You know, every hipster coffee shop you know now comes from Ritual Coffee or Four Barrel, which both started in the Mission. I was there the other day. The entire Ritual Coffee Roasters was being held hostage by just a crazed fucking homeless man who was <laughs> screaming in people's faces. Yeah. And you see that all the time. So is that, uh, is crazed homeless people, which I agree is a problem that afflicts many a yeah. California. Uh, city is that the left's fault they don't have that shit in texas man yeah because texas ships all of its homeless people to the california cities that's not what they bus they bus yeah it's a texas buses homeless people to california absolutely yeah they kick them out they they make them unwelcome by busing them out and they have nowhere else to go they don't bus them to california that's well i think that's true in some of the cities i think vegas will bus its We'll bust some of its homeless people there. Well, I don't know about the busing. But isn't that, isn't that but, but, but simplification that you're just like these Texans are like, get out of here, you homeless fuck. Like, isn't it also you can it's just more affordable to live in Texas. So a large chunk of the homeless population probably may not need to be homeless in I don't Texas. Think that's true of Austin. But uh Well, well I, I didn't say most, Austin, I said Texas. I'm saying you don't have this in Austin. Homelessness is mostly like mental illness and addiction more than just a, a bear think, not being well, able but, to pay rent. But, I think well, in no, general. But why, but, why is Skid Row full of homeless people? It's because it's a free shit giveaway zone. Every single corner in Skid Row is a place that they give away free shit all day, which is a pretty liberal thing. I mean, that's why all there's all those people there. It's not because they just want to hang out there. It's because they're getting free shit pumped into them by those, you know, Midnight Mission, the other, you know, Weintraub Mission or whatever. What are those things that are all in, uh, there. So does that that propagates homelessness? Or yeah. What what would what? I mean, I'm not saying is the alternative. Sh- I'm not, exactly, no, they right. die. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we it's just that's kill the them the all. Yeah. <laughs> Simpsons joke where Marge talks about all the hobos that died after the cold snap. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, yeah, look, I don't know. I'm not saying that. You, but does that mean that since Texas doesn't have those free shit giveaway zones, does that mean that they're just dead, or are they in California? Or I don't know. Well, I don't even means. know that what the the Texas homeless rate is. So I'm just yeah. You're just saying they don't have homeless I, people I'm in just Texas. Saying, I don't know if how you true go that to is. Austin, it's, it doesn't look like San Francisco, man. It doesn't. But Austin is Chicago. also a hyper liberal city. That yeah. is true. I don't know That's about true. Austin, but I imagine in Texas or it's Dallas. a lot easier to just find like a trailer that for $15,000 you could own your own home, which I don't think that, I mean, I know their trailer parks like outside of LA, but the sheer price of LA means that there aren't mm. many trailer mobile homes out here. We I don't know get, if I agree with that. I, I, I mean, you see, I know for a fact, Portland, San Francisco, LA, and Seattle have the worst homelessness in America, and all three of the, those four cities happen to also be the most liberal cities in America. But there's also some of the most, the largest wealth gap in those cities, which I think is the one of the real reasons. I mean, like, the reason that there are so many homeless in San Francisco, yes, because they have more things providing for them, but also because real estate, it's the most expensive real estate outside of maybe London is in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, that's probably part of it. I mean, I, I, undoubtedly, it's a collection of factors yes. in each one of these cases i do feel like though there's a tolerance there so there's this kind of white guilt tolerance even though many of the homeless people are not are white themselves mm-hmm. it's there's a not white guilt but like class guilt liberal guilt yeah liberal guilt that uh you know, makes it so that they tolerate this behavior from homeless people that they would never fucking tolerate in New York, even, or in Chicago or places like that. I mean, they're, you know, you, the fucking BART system in San Francisco is a goddamn free for all, man. There are naked people running around hitting people. I mean, it's, they tolerate that shit in New York. I mean, more than they, they, they don't tolerate, they tolerate less there in general of everything. But I think, you know, like I've seen more, I've had more dicey interactions with homeless people in New York and Philadelphia than I ever had here. Really? Other than begging, they generally keep to themselves out here in LA. Whereas like, the homeless guy masturbating on the subway that happened in Those New York. East Coast homeless. Yeah. Like they're all in your East face. Coasters in general. Yeah. Just fucking up in your shit. Well, like East Coast homeless people know. are forged in cold snaps. Yeah. They're tough, you know. Like <laughs> yeah, they don't yeah. just they won't just die off like these Texas hobos, you know. Right. I don't know, man. I I have to say, having lived in New York and San Francisco, the the free for allness feeling. I saw many, many, many worse things on the BART than I ever did in two years in New York. And that was in three months. I will give you this San Francisco. I haven't spent much time there and it did have every time I'm there. I am gobsmacked with like the homeless problem. Well, and it's, there's no in New York. If a homeless person is harassing a woman, I feel like somebody's going to stop them. Right. In San Francisco, I saw women get harassed a lot and nobody stopped them. Mm-hmm. You know, there was just like, there was no, you know, this person was destroying this, this coffee shop. Yeah, there is. Yeah. A, there and is there a, was nobody around to be like, get the fuck out of here. There, you know? there is a tolerance for stuff that's not, I don't want to say normal, but not standard in San Francisco for yeah. sure. I just remember being at a park and this is not even a homeless person story. I was at a park having lunch with friends in San Francisco, and there's like a naked man nearby. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just like, "Yeah, he's naked." I'm like, "But, yeah, what? What? The, but he's naked." And they're like, "Yeah, it's fine here." And I said, oh, "Okay." And, then, <laughs> and that, I mean, there is that kind of like, yeah. In addition, yeah. I think liberal that tolerance. Right. San Francisco, right. given the economics of it, is a very adolescent city because there's so many young, wealthy people there that yeah. are kind. Of, I think there's yeah, that. Who that just too. don't understand what's really going I on. I don't expect a hipster from Brooklyn just because of the makeup of their life to stand up to an obviously insane homeless person yeah but a union worker from yeah. queens they i could totally will. see him they're yeah, gonna say why the fuck, fuck does he you. care yeah. yeah yeah no exactly that's what i mean there's no i mean it probably is a middle class problem there's no middle class to like hold order in, right. in place at not all. in san francisco no, not at all yeah in most of these cities like the middle class is impossible to be middle class yeah no, yeah you certainly can't in san francisco and i think the the I re- I read a nickel and dimed recently, and it was a, it was a real good refresher, like how close the people are like in that lower lower class status are to being homeless at any given time, because yeah. their options are so few and limited. Yeah, so and, limited. If, and if you lose a job, 
mm-hmm. and you're out of work for a month, you could be homeless. You don't have to be a crazy person. You don't have to have anything your else going on. Your apartment loses rent control or something. And then you're yeah. stuck living out of your fucking car and you're working at Denny's because the only goddamn job you can get. And you're just, you're all right, you're a homeless person you're now. Stuck. And your mm-hmm. options are move out of the city, maybe, or you know try to pull it together. And yeah. it's just so difficult for those people to pull it together. And it's exacerbated in cities like LA and Seattle and Portland. Because yeah. right. you can't, there's not cheap housing. Right. Pulling it together in LA means scraping together three to four thousand dollars just to get through what you need to pay your first month of rent, yeah, right? first right, and last right. security. And then who the hell's going to want you to live in their right. thing? You yeah. know, it's yeah, no, it's true. It's really bad. Like back, you know, in the rural areas, you know, you could pull together six, seven hundred bucks and and get a place. You know, yeah. uh, that's not that won't even cover your first month's rent in LA. No, so. and I think that that's another. It's not just. Fucking libtards <laughs> making homeless people congregate in these areas. It's just the nature of the city, too. It's I think hard. it's easy, yeah, to go. I think it's very, and I'm not saying it's not a factor. I do agree with you that it probably is a factor, but I think that's the most obvious of like, why are the homeless here? Because they're giving them free shit. But if the free shit stopped, I mean, like, you know, I went to the last time I was in San Francisco, I went outside the Castro. I just wanted to see that that neighborhood. And it was homeless central. There was no culture there other than in the Castro. Well, outside of in that area, in that yeah. area. Yeah, I know it's and it's, it's getting bad. worse. It was, bad. It's getting, it's it was like getting worse I, and worse I, from look, I, I consider myself a pretty street wise guy and I, I'm not intimidated by the city. That was the last time I remember being intimidated at night on a street yeah. was walking right past the Castro of like there are guys here that if they didn't think there was a cop rolling by in five minutes, would be accosting me. All, right the, d- all yeah. the time. I mean, you walk around those streets in San Francisco. The last time I was there, it was every two seconds. Years. I mean, it's really gotten out of control. I mean, it's like somebody needs to friggin' do something about it because, and now it's like everywhere. You know, I mean, it used to be like the mission was a little CD back when I, that was like 2012. Now, everywhere you go, there's just, it's like turning into Skid Row. And it doesn't seem like anybody is gonna be able to stop it i don't know it's kind of no yeah up. i don't i don't it's a problem without a real clear or easy solution yeah my mom has the, the where my mom lives in washington state there's a ravine behind the house that she lives in and there's all these homeless people that live down there and Hobo it's, Canyon. it's like seattle homeless all the way up in olympia yeah. where she lives huh. it's spreading yeah, no, and you hear now, Seattle, I read a story the other day where it's just like these encampments are just refusing to move. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy. I, the same thing out here in, out down in Orange County is like they have like the homeless set up their camps in the uh, ravines and the retention uh, lakes, and then occasionally they have to get shaken out before rainy season because it's like if it rains, people will drown. Like you, you won't be able to get out of the you know, river basin in time. And they still are like, no, fuck you, make me. It's like, well, in this case, they're actually trying to help you. Like, <laughs> yeah, we just should uh, poison them all and get rid of them. Like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Should get your lawyer on. Get your lawyer on that. Which one? The Jew. Oh, yes. We do need uh, <laughs> the Jewish, we, the we Jewish, need Jewish lawyer. Jewish Probably lawyer knows sure. all the Jewish landlords from the last episode. Uh, so let's recap all of our things. If you want to send us angry emails, we have an email address for it. Not a huge fan podcast at gmail.com. Atticus. Atticus. <laughs> send right us in. some more. I hope you're still alive, Atticus. And uh, rate us on iTunes. Those are key. We want to build those ratings up. And I don't want to do it fraudulently. I don't want to no be bots. on Facebook brigading for people to review a podcast they don't listen to. I want it to be real people, real people. that actually listen. All right, yeah. bye. <laughs>